the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. This is a special edition of Straight Talk. A few things happened today in history. We'll touch on that. We do every morning, but today's a little bit different. But today in 1907, future movie producer Louis B. Mayer, Metro Golden Mayer, that mayor, he opened his first movie theater in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Today, in 1942, fire engulfed the Coconut Grove nightclub in Boston, killed 492 people in the deadliest nightclub blaze ever in America. Today, in 1961, Ernie Davis of Syracuse University became the first African-American to be named winner of the Heisman Trophy. For you non-football fans, that's, that's the great trophy for the best college football player in America. Today, in 1964, the United States launched a space probe, Mariner 4, on a course toward Mars. It flew past Mars in July. It sent back the first pictures we had had of that kind, of the red planet. And today, in 1975, President Ford nominated federal judge John Paul Stevens to the U.S. Supreme Court seat. That seat had been vacated by the retirement of William O. Douglas, Washington State's own William Oh, Douglas. I could tell you stories about him. <clears throat> My dad and I used to go fishing up by where Goose Prairie, where he had a house. And um, every time we'd go by there, my dad would point out to me. He must have told me that, I don't know, a hundred times when I was a kid growing up. That's William O. Douglas's house over there. It was a big deal to him. It was to a lot of people in Washington State. William O. Douglas was not known as a religious man, but he was very clear about religion, Christianity in particular, in America. And he spoke it out. It wasn't in nuanced words. So he left an impression, for sure, in America. And sometimes some of the least religious people make the most common sense when they talk about religion or even Christianity. We find that with our own president. He doesn't seem to be a religious leader in any stretch of the imagination. But I, every time he speaks about it, he seems to get to the point and probably represents Christianity more than any president in recent history, some who, who made strong claims to be born again and Christians. I'm not questioning their faith in Christ, but I do know that they have not taken the stand on behalf of religious freedom and Christians as this president has. It's an interesting thing. Something to give thanks for. The last election could have gone the other way. We would not be having this conversation had that happened. A five-year-old boy who faced life-threatening injuries back in April. You'll remember this story in the news. It's in the news again today. He faced life-threatening injuries back in April. He was thrown off a Mall of America balcony. That Mall of America, it's huge, you know, and there's tiers. I mean, some malls have a couple of layers, but this one has, like, stories up. And um, he was thrown off a balcony. Well, he's back in school in time for Thanksgiving, and he's walking perfectly. 
They didn't think he was going to live. But the little guy is crediting Jesus. He said, I am thankful to Jesus for a complete recovery. We don't know the boy's full name. I mean, some do, but generally the public doesn't know his full name. But his first name is Landon. He was nearly killed mm-hmm. in April. A stranger picked him up and tossed him 40 feet to the third, from the third balcony to the first floor, this Minnesota Mall of America. Later, the stranger, this guy that threw this child off this balcony 40 feet, they caught him. And when they were questioning him, they said, why did you do this? He said, well, I went to the mall today looking for someone to kill. If that doesn't make your blood run cold, I don't know what would. A family friend of this family, the little boys, Landon's family, Noah Hannerman, he said a couple of days ago on the families, the family set up a GoFundMe page to help pay their medical bills. I mean, they, they were just middle-class working people. They didn't have the kind of money that was required for the medical bills for Landon. So they set up this GoFundMe page. I think over a million dollars has come in and well-deserved. They needed it. But anyway, on that GoFundMe GoFundMe page is Noah Hanneman, a friend of the family, said that Landon is doing much better after returning home from the hospital with a limp and uneven legs from a broken femur. This was a while back, first part of earlier in November. Landon also came home with an open wound on his belly, and he said the family's been taking care of that every night. But he says now he's walking perfectly with even legs. And this guy Noah, obviously as a Christian, says amen and capital letters. The update said the wound has finally scabbed over and new skin is growing and we are still optimistic he will be off of some of the medication soon. They said in this post he loves being back in school and going to kindergarten at the same school his twin brother and sister go to. The update said he gets out of the car every morning happy and blows kisses all the way in. He's a strong happy boy. He's a kindergarten. When his mommy asked him if she could look at the wound. He just says to see how it's doing. He's always responds to his mom. He says, mom, I'm healed. You don't need to ask me anymore. Landon loves life and Jesus. He tells people all the time when they get hurt, don't worry. I fell off a cliff, but angels caught me and Jesus loves me. So I'm okay. And you will be too. Just give thanks to God. Boy, I couldn't have said that better. Out of the mouth of babes. Thanksgiving dinners. Did you know that Thanksgiving dinners take 18 hours to prepare? I don't know who took the time to accumulate this data, but research shows that Thanksgiving dinners generally take 18 hours to preserve, to, I mean, to prepare. Probably a lot of moms or dads or people who are preparing or have prepared a Thanksgiving dinner today are probably saying, wow, I thought it was 28 hours. No, 18 hours. Research also shows that Thanksgiving is an emotional day. The research says, be careful with your emotions on Thanksgiving Day. They also find and say, psychologists are saying, that Thanksgiving was never meant to be shut up in a single day. People who are thankful and grateful just in their hearts and in their minds, this is not a pastor speaking in this, this is a survey that was done. They say that they shouldn't. we shouldn't shut up the idea of Thanksgiving just to one single day because it is emotionally healthy to be thankful, to be grateful. 
What we say about our blessings, they say in this study, it's not what we say about our blessings, but how we use them is the true measure of our thanksgiving. Boy, isn't that true. I think it all it kind of comes down to who are we giving thanks to? On the south side of the rotunda, the United States Capitol building, there's a painting that's titled The Embarkation of the Pilgrims. The painting depicts the deck of the ship as it departs from Holland for the New World in 1620. Look, and you will see that the pilgrims are praying. There's a rainbow. No, not a gay rainbow. That's God's rainbow. Do you ever get tired of of the gay community and others taking things that are of God and twisting them to be symbolic of something, their lifestyle, their behavior, whatever. Anyway, there's a rainbow there. And it's not about that. It's about God. It's about hope. It's about God's promise after the flood. So this rainbow rises on the left side of the painting, symbolizing hope and divine protection. The faith in God that the pilgrims exhibited on embarkation from the old world became the thankfulness to the same God on their disembarkation in the new world when they hit Plymouth Rock. This is what they took their faith with them. This wasn't a faith that was developed in America around capitalism, as some would say. This is the origin of the day of Thanksgiving that we celebrate today. We, we give thanks not merely to one another or to some undefined spiritual force, but to God. I hear so many people say, you know, be grateful. Happy Thanksgiving. I am thankful. Well, I, and, and that's good. But I think particularly as believers, we want to be sure we direct some of that thanks, most of that thanks, to God. It doesn't mean that we're all Christians. A non-Christian today would be very appropriate for a non-Christian today to say, thank God for America. God bless America, land that I love. This is why liberals and progressives and atheists and secularists, that's why they fight so hard to take everything Christian out of our culture, because our culture is based from the very first people that touched on this shore at a place called Plymouth Rock and began to establish a new nation under God, they recognized who was giving them the blessings. And sometimes they went through very difficult times. I talked a little bit about that yesterday. It was very tough. So we don't have to all be Christians. I wish we were to give God thanks. But we need to direct our thanks to God because this nation, its existence is rooted in faith in our Creator. Almighty God. Today we give thanks to the same God that George Washington and Abraham Lincoln gave thanks to. To the God whom George Washington in the first National Thanksgiving Day proclamation in 1789, he called on Americans to unite, to render unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection. Abraham Lincoln looked in the midst of the Civil War as he made Thanksgiving an annual national holiday in 1863. I talked a little bit about that yesterday. I'm going to mention it again today in a few moments because if you weren't listening, I would like you to hear that. I think it's important, certainly inspiring. But it was Lincoln 
who said, No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. I am grateful. I am thankful. We give thanks to the Creator because He is the source of the sovereignty of this nation. We pause in gratitude to the One who has endowed us with the inalienable rights of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Just as no government has granted these rights, no government can legitimately take them away. Someone has said, I don't know who, but it, it's so right. Someone has said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but never render unto Caesar what is God's. And of course, the implication of that is is myriad, but one of the implications is that the government does not give us our freedom. And today is a day that our government has set aside federally for us to thank God not them. Now, some in government think they should be thanked. They should be worshipped. They don't see themselves as a public leader or public servants. They see themselves more as a kind of a godlike figure. But that isn't the way God sees it, and that's not the way that believers, Christians, biblical Christians, should see it. We are to be loyal and patriotic, but we are not to render unto Caesar what is God's. This is the freedom the pilgrims prayed for, Washington fought for, Lincoln stood for. It's important that we give thanks today to God himself, not just to circumstances, not just to other people. I think that will truly give us a freedom from some of the, maybe the negative emotions that this survey that I mentioned have pointed out, but it will give us a sense of being connected, intimate, with God himself, because he is the source. Thanksgiving is not only a time to express gratefulness to God for his provision, but as I always try to do every day on this program, and we'll do a bit today because that's kind of where I am, but it's also a time to kind of rehearse some of the great blessings of America, to talk to others even about America's true heritage, Public acknowledgments of the providence of God have been a part of history and traditions of this nation from the pilgrims, from the founding era, to the Civil War, and to to this very day. It's important that we share the true meaning of Thanksgiving. This wasn't just a holiday that somebody thought it would be a nice thing, way to get out of school, get off work, whatever. This was rooted deeply in in an understanding and an appreciation that God perform miracles. I talked about the little boy that was thrown off the balcony. He says, God healed me in kindergarten a few moments ago. You can't look at American, at true American history. It's been revised and revised. But you can't look at true American history without seeing the hand of God on it. Even Harry Truman said that. He said, we can't review our history. So did Roosevelt. We can't read both Democrats. 
We can't review our history without seeing the hand of God in the affairs of man. In fact, George Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation revealed important information about the meaning of the First Amendment. On Friday, September the 25th, 1789, the Bill of Rights was ratified by the Senate. The First Amendment was approved by Congress. It was sent to the states for final approval. However, after the framers completed the Bill of Rights, a guy by the name of Elias Boudinot, he's a member of the House of Representatives, he said he could not think of letting this session pass without offering an opportunity to all U.S. citizens to return thanks to God for his many blessings. That same day, the U.S. House said, yeah, that's true, we agree, and they passed this resolution that said in part, resolved that a joint committee of both houses be directed to wait upon the President of the United States to request that he would recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a constitution of government for their safety and happiness. On Saturday, October the 3rd, 1789, President George Washington declared that November 26, 1789, was a national day of thanksgiving. He said, here's why. To thank God for the Constitution and our new American government. He said this, and I quote, Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor, and whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts that many single signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. The same year, the church, which is now very different, the Protestant Episcopal Church, of which President Washington was a member, they announced that the first Thursday, November, would become the regular day for giving thanks. This was long before it became a national holiday. Unless, they said, this church, another day be appointed by the civil authorities. In fact, by 1815, the various state governments had issued at least 1,400 official prayer proclamations, almost half for times of thanksgiving and prayer, and the other half for times of fasting. And prayer. When people look at you and say, oh, this country was not, was not a Christian nation. This wasn't founded on Christian principles. It was founded on capitalism. Jamestown was all about making money. Plymouth Rock was just about religious cult. I've heard all this stuff again and again and again. More importantly, our kids are hearing this in the classroom. And generation after generation, the, the true history of America and why we are what we are and why we are in existence. It's being changed. It's being erased, eradicated through revisionism. Mrs. Sarah Joseph Hale, I mentioned her yesterday on the program. Let me mention her again because I think it's highly important that we know this. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it is. I think you'll agree if you were listening yesterday. She was a an editor. She had a it was Godie's Ladies book that she put out there and published every day. 
uh, every week, I guess, or month. But anyway, she deserves a lot of the credit for the adoption of, of Thanksgiving as an annual national holiday. For two decades, she contacted presidents trying to promote the idea, and everybody agreed with her. Finally, during the darkest days of the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln responded in 1863. Lincoln issued a formal proclamation. It was passed by an act of Congress to set aside the last Thursday of that November. That would be today or this weekend as we're now celebrating Thanksgiving. It was the first annual national day of Thanksgiving and praise. The word and praise was on there. Now that's been dropped since then. But the Thanksgiving proclamation called Americans to prayer with optimism in the darkest, deepest days of the Civil War. We were called by our government to look not to the government, but to God, and to pray with optimism and genuine thankfulness. Lincoln said, No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. Three months earlier, the Battle of Gettysburg had occurred, resulting in the loss of about 60,000 American lives. While President Lincoln walked among the thousands of graves there at Gettysburg, he committed, he committed his life to Jesus Christ. I mentioned this yesterday. It bears repeating. Lincoln said, When I left Springfield to assume the presidency, I asked the people to pray for me. I was not a Christian. When I buried my son, the severest trial of my life, I was not a Christian. But when I went to Gettysburg and I saw those graves of thousands of our soldiers, I then and there consecrated myself to Jesus Christ. It's important that we know and tell others, share it about America's heritage, biblical foundation, in order to reflect upon the true meaning of Thanksgiving. I'm not suggesting that you go to the dinner table today and say, hey, guys, before you eat, let me tell you the history. I'm just suggesting that we pay attention, take notice, be informed, be vigilant. Let people whom you care about know a little bit about America. Maybe not today, but possibly today, but during the course of human events in your life, in your family. It's important that we know where we came from because that gives us an understanding of the current. We have been so robbed, so maligned by the atheists, by a few atheists in America. They're not thankful for anything except they're just obsessed with their own agenda. They need the Lord. They need to be saved. They need, they need an encounter with Jesus Christ they too can experience what John Newton experienced. I once was lost, amazing grace, he wrote. But I will tell you, in, in a secular setting, a few in America are trying to extinguish the light, the city on a hill, our own personal light, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid of? We've lost much of that in our culture today. Not because the culture has changed the people, but not all of them, but some of them have. And they're vocal. They teach our children. 
through entertainment, through education, public education, and all of this. This is a day to be thankful. This is a day to be aware of to whom we give thanks. It's good to say thank you to people. We all appreciate someone when we do something nice for them or whatever. We all want and need to be thanked. It feels good. It does great things for relationships. But I'm not talking about that. And Thanksgiving has, in some cases, become more of that and less of what we're talking about. But today is a day to honestly take a moment and just say, God, you know, I'm going through some circumstances. Man, some of it is very difficult. Lincoln himself expressed that. He said, I went through all these trials and all these difficulties. He said, the most severe trial of my life was when I buried my son, and it was. I've read extensively about that. He went through hell. He was broken. He was almost immobile for a period of time when he buried his son. There was so much there. I don't have time to go into it, but there was so much there. There was some estrangement. There was the son didn't communicate with his father and all of things that everybody deals with often in their lives. But he said, when I saw what people had given for our freedom and to do what was right in the case of the Civil War, to abolish slavery, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. That's worthwhile and that's worth noting. In the past, our politicians were unafraid to speak. In fact, I was thinking about Governor Governor Arthur B. Langley. <laughs> I was a kid then. Those were good days. In his proclamation to the state of Washington, back in 1951, I think it was, he said, whereas our pilgrim ancestors established one of the most cherished traditions of our land 330 years ago by settling aside, setting aside one day each year to give thanks to God, for his bountiful blessings. He wrote it in his letter. It's typed on those old-style typewriters. I have a copy of it. I'm looking at it now. I won't read the whole thing. But our politicians, our leaders, our elected leaders, were not afraid or not hesitant to step up and to thank God publicly. Today, some are more hesitant. Some are adversarial toward the whole notion. But on this, on this Thanksgiving, praise God. Thank God for what he has done. Because God is good. As they said in the movie, He is not dead. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. God is good. I want to thank you for being with me today and each and every day. Many of you listen every day. I'm thankful for a lot of things. I'm thankful for my relationship with God. God saved me even though I was a sinner. I did not deserve to become a Christian. But God accepted me just as I was. He has forgiven my sin, has made me a new creature. I'm thankful for my family, my wife. I'm thankful for all of you who join me regularly on this program. I'm thankful for all of you who support this program. There are so many things and people to be thankful for. Be sure to take a moment and express your gratitude to the people around you that you're thankful for. But not do not forget to thank God for his blessings. The psalmist David repeatedly said, Oh, give praise to God. Oh, give thanks to God. 
We are thankful to God. Have a great day. Happy Thanksgiving.